So drop a bath. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Axe and Iron Podcast. I'm Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host, Roy the Psychopath Scott from Vintage Axe Works. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast. What's going on, my man? Holy crap. It feels like it's been forever since I've seen you. I think it has been forever, but I'm okay with that. Oh, <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> What's up? Um, I'm... Dude, I've spent days just fucking working on these basement goddamn walls. Still, yeah, you're on doing them. like you're doing like a little refresher here. You're doing a like a shop downstairs in your basement. Yes. So what has happened? I mean, it's just like my truck, and I've mentioned this before. Every time I touch something, something else fucking goes wrong. Right. So. Um, before I left, uh, to go up to, uh, up to the race with the Brunt guys, and we'll talk about that later, I sealed up a whole bunch of stuff all along the bottom, um, where the, where the cinder blocks meet the concrete uh, right. pa- pad. I sealed all that up with hydraulic cement and everything worked fine. And I was getting ready to fucking paint it today. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go over this with like a fine tooth comb to see if there's any like bubbling up pain or whatever yeah Yeah, um hours today fucking hours i started on it at like eight o'clock this morning and and now it's what 3 30 so i've been at it all fucking day just chipping away little fucking paint and then all of a sudden i touched the wrong thing and this entire fucking joint is like not just like oozing out water it's like pouring out fucking water into my basement. What from from the outside of your house? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it's awesome. It's crazy. I did so, that when I first bought my house. There was a room as soon as you walk in the house. Me being a body man at the time, I was like, coat this whole thing in mud, body <laughs> filler, and like take every single imperfection out of the wall because we have plaster walls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, take every single imperfection. So I coated this whole thing in like a quarter inch of mud, and I can't. <laughs> Dude, I was sanding for a week. Oh my, my buddy's God. like, why'd you do that? You just like put a very like the tightest skim coat you can. We'll get rid of that stuff. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like trying to fill in like a dent in sheet metal. You'd put a good amount of material there so you could block it down and have yeah. the surfaces meet each other. Well, yeah, you don't do that in the house. Yeah. I had to like plastic saran wrap the entire house because there was so much dust oh from me God. sanding. Yeah. It was a nightmare. I'm not a fan of construction. It sucks. Um, anything, anything house related, I hate. Mm-hmm. I hate because it's, it does exactly what you say. You go yeah. like it's like it's like uh, uh, pulling the thread on your favorite shirt. Mm-hmm. Like you just want to pull this little thread out, and mm-hmm. then it's like it just keeps going, and it's like son of a bitch. Yeah, and all of a sudden you're wearing a crop top in the fucking yeah, and all of a sudden you have a belly shirt on. It's not very attractive. Because you're a 38-year-old man with a beer gut and you don't even drink beer. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Man. So that's cool. So you're making progress anyway. I, I am, and yeah. it, it has taken up so much of my fucking time um, that I have not even been in the shop making stuff. Yeah. Um, because I want to get the walls and everything sealed up to a point where I can 
I can walk away and feel 100% confident that if right. we have a huge fucking rainstorm, that everything's going to be fine. That's and that crazy way, you got that much water coming in from the outside. Yeah. And it's like cinder block walls? Uh-huh. That's crazy. The house was huh. built in 1950. And yeah. so the reason that the paint was all bubbly and everything yeah, is yeah. because... Water. Well, no. Uh-huh. I thought so. I initially thought so. But what yeah. happened was apparently it's been leaking for a long goddamn time because... Right. It's got like 10 layers of different type Crap. of paint and sealer. Yeah. And I got it all the way down to the block and it is coated with some sort of like epoxy filler, like kind of it's what you're talking about. It's probably a like water sealant. Well, it, it probably was, but <laughs> yeah. the paint the paint over the years has yeah. pulled pulled away from it and uh, it's all fucking bubbly. So I was just going around with a fucking a hammer, just like ticky tacking on all the walls, and you can hear where there's a, a an airspace or like chipped up paint underneath of it or whatever. Huh. So I was just knocking all that off, and then taking a little putty knife and scraping it. Well, in the course of doing that, I've opened up some of the the joints in the block itself, and that's where it's leaking. It's not it leaking on like the like, faces or anything. It almost sounds like you need to do some grading outside to like get the water to go away from your house better. Well, so here's the thing. This house did not have gutters on it for like 30 oh, years. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So that that a, was like step one. That's I, crazy. I, so the water's just coming off the roof and dumping in pretty much the foundation. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And where where I've had the problems are in both of the north side corners where all of the water runs off of the house. Gotcha. And, they, and there hasn't, like I said, haven't been gutters on here for God knows how long. So... I put seamless gutters up. I had a, my contractor get the guy out here to put seamless gutters up, and it has helped a lot. But in in the two corners, like there has just been so much rain over the last month or two um, that it's just really, really fucking saturated. That's crazy. We haven't yeah. had any rain on the flip side of that. It hasn't rained here in like almost 30 days. I mean, we get like a little storm here and there that lasts mm-hmm. literally four and a half minutes, but yeah, nothing to amount to anything. So I haven't even been able to take my boat out or go fishing or do anything. And it's ridiculously hot out. And we basically just go down to the water and put mm-hmm. our chairs in the middle of the river and sit <laughs> because there's no water. There's no water out there. It sucks. We haven't taken the boat out in like over a month. So my, wife, my wife had to leave and she went to Florida where there is water. She went to Florida in yeah. fucking July. Yeah, she stays at That's some. That's the worst. Her, her and her sister stay at some resort. No, they love it. There's like six pools there, and they have a blast. But anyway. Speaking of grading, that's that's what we've been doing. Uh, we got the oh, concrete yeah. done. Concrete done in the new shop, uh, in the outdoor pavilion, pole barn, whatever the hell you want to call it. It needs is, a name. Uh, it needs a proper name. Yeah, we don't know what it is yet. Animal enclosure to hold us. Oh, God. We are animals. No. Uh, we got the concrete done. Um, thank you to my buddy David, the Mexican carpenter on Instagram. He's the same guy that did Jimmy's Barn in upstate mm-hmm. New York. He did all the concrete and the um, siding and everything on the barn up there. Got in touch with him. He's actually local to me. He hooked me up with his guy that does concrete work. And, uh, yeah, his name, uh, that guy's name is Manny and just community thing, man. I would have never known David from if it wasn't for Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) And he actually turned out to be local to me. I thought he was in upstate New York and he lives like 30 minutes away from me. 
So it's uh, funny that you mentioned something like that because I was at that event this weekend with the Brunt guys, and I was talking to our our mutual friend uh, Lucas and Dre, and we were joking around about Instagram, and I was like, "How do you know these people? Are are these like real people that you know? Are these <laughs> are they real life people?" <laughs> yeah. No, but it's a thing, right? Like, you know, like we know everyone from Instagram, but there was a whole group of guys that showed up at that event that are just local to, you know, the the northwest side of Boston area. Right. And, you know, just blue collar guys. And you guys just, went to a NASCAR race. Oh, fuck's sake. Dude, <laughs> dude, listen, listen. It was so fucking wild. Like, was whatever. You, no. And it's relatively nice. It was relatively nice because there was a good chance that it was going to rain all day. So it was really overcast and there was a little breeze going on. So that and you was... went to New Hampshire, right? Right. So yeah. I drove I drove to Boston, it's a little town called Reading or something uh, like or Reading uh, or something like that. It's outside of Boston. Yep. 14 hours from here from my place. Awesome. I get there. I get there on Friday and. Dre and Lucas said they were going to be there and they weren't and it took them hours to fucking show up. Um, so I'm just hanging out with the guys while they're like milling around, getting everything ready. And they yeah. got like 800 cases of beer. Oh like, my God. you know, the, all of all like tons of bottles. <laughs> Why of water. do you need 800 cases of beer? <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying that. There was so much fucking beer, and they had like... Even if you don't drink it, you can't go to NASCAR race without 800 cases of beer. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had like these big fucking jumbo packs of mini bottles that yeah. like people were just like shooting mini bottles. So okay. here's the thing. Um, they gave us, uh, a couple of us guys, these VIP uh, pit passes and grid passes and a grid pass is different than a pit pass because we were actually on the fucking racetrack. They give out, you know, they're singing the national anthem and we're on the fucking line right next to the race. That's awesome. Like, yeah. And we're, we're high fiving. Uh, uh, his name was, uh, Mason Massey was the driver, 24 year old kid, super good guy. Like, but we had total access to the car, to the garage. Because Brunt, Brunt sponsors him, I, I can take it, right? Yeah, this, yeah. For, this, for this race, and they're going to start, um, you know, looking at long-term stuff or whatever. Oh, but okay, cool. I cannot thank those guys enough for the invite. So uh, Eric Gerard, Jeremy from Jeremy Bucket Talk, um, all those guys. I met some really cool people. But listen, whenever you go to a NASCAR race – for me, I thought, well, this is going to be pretty rowdy. I mean, yeah. that's just, I mean, we got, you know, gallons and gallons of fucking beer and hard hooch. And so <laughs> what the fuck? we go, we go in and they, they rented an RV. They rented yeah. two fucking limo party buses awesome. and, and they backed the RV up adjacent to one of their other buddies that had a spot and he had a yeah. big old canopy. So it's like this, this double lot. And then there are like 60 fucking people there in these two RV lots. And there are signs everywhere that saying, I think it was like 70 decibel max for generators strictly enforced. Yeah. And, and he, this dude has two generators going. He's got one of those big, tall Bose tower speakers and he's blasting like the worst fucking 
like jackalope country music ever. Like that. Right. I'm an American man. Okay. These flag don't Did run. Did you call it jackalope? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Jackalope music. I mean, it's like I got that you. fucking yeah. that that yeah. stupid fucking stupid patriotic country music. Like, yeah, seriously. I got you. <laughs> but they're blasting this shit, right? Yeah. Then the race fucking happens, and we're down there. Then the race ends, and you can imagine the level of intoxication of all these oh, yeah. hooli- of all these hooligans, right? And and it's me and Dre and uh, uh, Lucas and the Dirt Ninja and this other dude. Named- <laughs> that that's what he goes. That's what his fucking goes. <laughs> Oh my god! He's a, he's like an excavator guy okay. on Instagram. That that's his. That's oh, what his oh, name okay, is. okay, that makes more sense. He's yeah. a really good, you know, ex. He's a really Dirt good operator. Mover. Yeah. Um. There's another dude like called the Packout guy or something. He, okay. He's got like, I, just like some really cool people that I'm hanging gotcha. out with. And we're off to the side, and all of these fucking roughnecks are over here, and we're yeah. just like, wow, this is getting pretty loud, and it's like seven o'clock. Party bus shows up. He parks up up on the lot. He's just leaving the fucking truck, the the van run, the party bus run. This motherfucker walks down. He's like, "Hey, where are the hot dogs? Where are the hamburgers? Come on, let's get it!" Oh and god. He starts fucking partying. He's not drinking or anything. But yeah. He's like partying, taking pictures with the girls, fucking, you know, just being an old flirty guy, right? He's right. like sixty-seven or something, and and it, it's weird that I know that I know that uh, <laughs> because he was telling me his entire life fucking story about how he's got a girlfriend <sighs> and his wife doesn't like it, and, and this girl, this girl's got a is seeing him and she's fucking married, and and he's like, he's like, look at this, she's taking pictures of, of like who she's with, and she's trying to make me jealous. He's like, this is just a thing on the side. She's being a fucking cunt right now. She's oh, trying to put the, Jesus. she's putting the screws to me. He's like, I'm not leaving my fucking wife, but I'll have her on the side. And I'm like, I don't want to know any of this shit. I don't wow. care. And he's like this total fucking New York Boston accent. He's just like, and he's like, listen, I'm Italian. That's what we fucking do. And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, this dude is partying it up and, and the rest of us are fucking hanging it out, hanging out. And then the fucking cops come. We got the cops called on us all, at a fucking NASCAR race. Is this all in the parking lot of the NASCAR race? It's it's the RV. Like you a have field? To, the, a field full of yeah. RVs that okay. people go there and tailgate all weekend okay. long because there's multiple races. But we got kicked out of a fucking NASCAR race. That's how loud and rowdy we were. When I say we, I mean these other guys yeah, that yeah, I just yeah. happened to be around. Right. And we are laughing our asses off because as we're like getting escorted out by the cops, all the fucking like nearby locals are like, yeah, last night they're up till 12 o'clock. These fucking assholes are so goddamn like, get these fuckers out of here. And this is at a NASCAR race. (laughs) This is at at seven o'clock in the evening. They're like, get the fuck out. You're too goddamn loud. Wow. You guys must be loud. Dude, it was obnoxiously loud. But I mean, in retrospect is funny. I know you don't know what that word means, but um, like it means like <laughs> Listen, it means like after they're the going fact. to a NASCAR race, which is inherently loud anyway. It's ridiculously yeah. loud, and they're complaining about music. They probably just yeah. didn't like the music. 
They didn't like the oh. Jackalope country. Dude, it was horrible country music. So wow. So everyone is loaded. We get on the fucking party bus, and yeah. it is so fucking loud that I got to put my earplugs in because they're they're like playing this shitbag music, and everyone's singing and fucking chanting along. Everyone's right. standing up. Right. And we're going through a fucking rainstorm, like a monsoon rainstorm. <laughs> the fucking level of the music is at an 11. There's like 30 Dude, guys. you can't make this stuff up. This is like a no. movie. It's like They're a like movie. 30 guys standing up on the bus, all like moving around. Yeah. And I look back at Lucas or, or, or this other guy and I was like, what could possibly go like what could go fucking wrong here? Like everything in the world could have gone real fucking bad real quick. And yeah. apparently this one short dude who was drunk all fucking day wanted to fight. Ever Like, you know those people where they get fucking loaded and they're real friendly and, yeah, they, yeah, go, yeah. and they go up yeah. to hug you and they, they don't, you don't know if they're going to either hug you or slug you in the fucking face. <laughs> and this, that was uh. this guy all fucking night long. And then Dre sends me a message um, like later on, uh, like on Sunday, whenever I was already on the road, she's like, yeah, that dude fucking socked Jeremy right in the face. Oh and I was like, God. what the fuck? So as soon as the bus got back to the shop, it was pouring down rain and it was like, we need to get the fuck out of here because something bad is going to happen. Like shit's going to go down. So we, a couple of us went back to the hotel Dre and Lucas, they they took off and then like everyone just dispersed pretty quickly. I don't know about all the other local guys or whatever. <laughs> um, what is this? So what? Odd. <laughs> what was the point of all this? Um, it's a good uh, question. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. So the point of all of it was, um, you know. Brunt's a startup company. Um, there you go. They wanted to, you know, it's, they're doing a lot of advertising on Facebook, Google ads and everything. Yeah. And then uh, Mason Massey, the driver, his dad. So they're like at this mid tier level where they have right. to act actively seek sponsorships for every single right, race. Right, right, right. Because, I mean, it is a fuck ton of money. And his dad messaged Eric and then they started talking a while ago and they started you know, getting this relationship going and ended up sponsoring the car. And, you know, with the car, just sponsoring, <clears throat> excuse me, the car, it's like everything is brunt. So we made shirts, everyone had boots, everyone had ball caps. We all had tickets. We had VIP So how did I do? <clears throat> Terrible. Okay. <laughs> um, and it wasn't, it wasn't his fault. Um, yeah. There was a wreck in front of him. He slowed up. He got rear-ended. And then his car got pushed into another car and busted up the radiator, and he was just done for the day. Um, but they're working on another deal because, dude, it was, like, over-the-fucking-top um, expensive. Just oh, like yeah. No, like, no expense fucking spared. And, you know, all, all the drunk guys, all the terrible music and everything, I had a fucking great time. Cool. Um, I didn't think that I was going to just because I've fallen out, out of NASCAR. I used to watch yeah. it 20 years ago. Yeah, but uh, dude, the passes were fucking phenomenal. Just like shaking drivers' hands, talking yeah. to the crew, and all that sort of stuff. It was just unbelievable access to them. VIP. <clears throat> so in that regard, and meeting you know all these other cool blue collar guys, trades kind of guys, That's linemen, awesome. fucking excavators, and uh, hanging out with Lucas and Dre. 
Yeah, and you know, we made fun of you a whole fucking bunch. I'm glad. Um, I wouldn't have but, it any other way. You know what, motherfucker head? They said exactly what all the other people at Blade Show said. Chris Cash doesn't know how fucking important he is. Oh, Jesus. Oh, did, 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 did. <laughs> They're good people. So, they They're are. Great people. Yeah. Dude, Lucas and I hit it off. He's so fucking funny. Like, hilariously He's funny. He's a character. He reminds me a lot of Zach. Did you guys just... go out to eat at all? We did. Did you and... see him just Hoover vacuum down a plate of food? Did you notice? You probably didn't notice. I did Every time I, I we wasn't went like, somewhere, wh- he was, was like finished with his meal before I had even started. And I'm well, sizably bigger than he is. <laughs> and he just destroyed a plate of food. And I'm well, like, was it, was it good? Yeah. Did you taste it? Did you chew it? Yeah. Well, he is only 27 years old. So oh, I know. God, I wish I was 27 again. Yeah, I guess so. It's funny. Um, so, but interestingly enough, we did go out to a Mexican joint. Awesome. And whenever we sat down, I was like, this bitch is going to hate me. Why? And they're oh, like. you do all your little specific crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even look at the menu. And they're like, aren't you going to look yeah. at the menu? And I was like, no, I know no. what I want. Every I'm fucking a child. Mexican, I'm, I'm not a, child. a fucking I child. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> that is go the ahead. opposite of being a fucking child, you idiot. I'm very picky so, in particular I, with my Mexican food. I just know what I want because I go to Mexican joints all the fucking time. I want three goddamn ta- carne asada tacos on flour tortillas with cilantro only. And if you're not a fucking Mexican joint. That's disgusting. It's not disgusting. Yeah, cilantro. Sal- you know there's a chemical. Yes, I know. So Okay. Yeah, cilantro. Dude, it is me. 100%. Yeah, like, and, you don't, and you don't like little steak. piece of cilantro in salsa. It tastes mm-hmm. like Dawn soap, like I'm drinking Dawn soap. What? I don't don't ask me why, but I can taste it instantly. <clears throat> so I have to say like no cilantro. I don't get all picky about it. If there's cilantro in the salsa, I just eat the damn salsa. It's like <laughs> chips and Dawn soap. Mm, mm, soapy, so soapy. Yeah, I'm getting like this nice clean feeling in my mouth <laughs> as I eat it. Oh god, it's so gross. It's so gross. But yeah, but, she was like so confused whenever I placed the order, and I was like, "This, it's gonna be fucking wrong. It's gonna be wrong." And then people were like, "You know, you if you order something off the menu, you have a better chance of it not being wrong." And I was like, oh, "Yeah, that's fair, but I know what I want." And <laughs> <laughs> such an idiot. Um, oh, so we're all like looking around, and she was like, "Last call." And Jeremy, he was like, "I'll take a shot of tequila." And she was like, we can't give out shots on last call. And he was like, I'll take a glass of tequila. Put some ice in it. And she was like, fine, you fucking ass. Like, you could just tell that this woman was like real fucking mad Who's at Who's Jeremy? Jeremy Bucket Talk. He's the... His, uh, he, his last name's Bucket Talk? No, he, he co-hosts the Bucket Talk podcast. That's how we met, motherfucker. Oh, okay. I know you don't pay any attention to what kind of shit that I'm up yeah. to. Okay. Um. But I was on their podcast like a year and a half ago or something. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. So, and he is, he he and Eric are really good friends, and he has uh, a major part in front. I don't know what all that, the ins gotcha. and outs are. It doesn't yep. matter. But, um, so she brings him out like a fucking glass full of tequila, and and he's got this like big goblet full of fucking beer. <laughs> and... This other guy, they're like, and they're like fucking making like side bets and shit, right? Like, it's so fucking like New England, fucking Boston. Like, they're doing like side hustle bullshit stuff. 
and we're looking around. And I was like, dude, it's time to fucking go. We were the only ones that like they were cleaning the entire place up, and yeah. we're still and they're over there just fucking slugging down fucking booze. Tequila. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, it's it's time for us to go. And Jeremy takes this huge fucking glass. It looks like a fishbowl full of fucking beer. Ugh. And he, like, he, he stands up. And as he stands up, he's just like, gah, 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 gah. It fucking drinks all of it, slams it down on the table, and we just fucking walk off. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. And we had a good uh, time. That's good. It's good. Shout out to Brunt. Thank you, Brunt. Thank, Thank you, Brunt. Brunt's helped us uh, up at the uh, shop as well. So. Oh, yeah. They did a, a little yeah. spot on one of y'all's videos. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I remember it. Yep. So. So tell me about the difference between Phil and Millings. Okay. So I got a ton of questions when I posted the concrete story that why you didn't concrete the whole thing. Yep. Okay. Figured. We don't like concrete. You like to work on dirt. We're not fans of concrete. I don't know what it is, but concrete is just not friendly to your back, your feet, your legs, <laughs> and all that shit. So basically, we, we um, poured concrete in the shape of an L, almost like a T, actually, because we have this little spot <laughs> that we're going to put a uh, an L or a T. An L, so it, it's either like a yeah. triangle or it has a little spot that ever hangs on one side where we're going to put a compressor and a phase converter and stuff like that. But anyway, it's eight inch thick slab with wire and rebar. That is going to be where all the equipment is sitting, not power hammers. We're going to do a separate pad for a power hammer. Um, but this is going to be like drill presses and layout tables and vices and stuff like that. The fill is because from one side of the shop to the other is an 18 inch difference. Oh, nice. At an angle. So oh, even better. Yeah, so we got to fill. So now you have a skate with the park. Dirt. <laughs> yeah, so we have a skate park. So a lot of that, um, what I posted last Saturday, what I was working on was after the concrete was poured, I was filling the main floor, packing it down with dirt, and then millings go on top of it. We chose millings, one, because it's like kind of, it's not as dirty, dirty, dusty as mm-hmm. um as dirt but we can pack it really 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 tight we've already done Mm, it to where it's mm -hmm. like asphalt and i can drive the forklift on top of it easily okay okay so as opposed to dirt and or concrete um and ultimately it just makes for easier like when you put an anvil stand out there or you put a leg vice stand or whatever but ultimately the concrete is for equipment and for matt to sweep every day because Mm. since it's been laid down he's been going out there every morning and sweeping it for what reason? I have no idea. So, yeah. To, um, to make himself feel important. To make yeah. himself feel useful. Well, he was a big part of it. He was the biggest part of that concrete going in. Um, and thanks, Matt. Thanks, thanks Matt. Matt. <laughs> and we're, uh, the fill is to level out the difference. We got, listen. So, you know, they just dropped, they just dropped this stuff off. So, I call. You, you would think dirt's readily available, especially out where I live. There's all No, kinds. there's this thing called COVID. Dirt's impossible to get. <laughs> so so i'm driving around to these construction sites yesterday and i'm like hey man it's like i'm not asking for free stuff i'm asking for just dirt and i don't even care if it's like super clean i just need some fill so i'm like hey you guys got any dirt he's like no we're actually running low we need more dirt as well and i'm like okay so i go to this next construction site where they're building this huge housing development they don't have any dirt 
I mean, it's huge. They're putting like 600 houses in this. What? Like 500 acre plot or something like townhouse townhouses. They don't have any dirt. So anyway, I get a hold of this company that's right down the street. How much is dirt? Okay, cool. Send us four truckloads to get started, to start leveling and bringing it up to grade. First load comes. It's like she, she tells me on the phone. The woman answers says, it's a lot of clay, some mm-hmm. rocks, and it won't grow grass. Perfect. That's exactly what I want. Clay mm-hmm. will pack nice and tight. The rocks I don't really care about. Dude. The first dump truck load gets here. <laughs> here we go. And there are boulders in this. Oh my shit. god! Not rocks, boulders. <laughs> and there's like giant logs from oh a my tree, god. like tree roots. What? Yes. Yeah, so they dump this. They dump this in front of the shop, and me and Matt are just sitting there as a dump truck. We're looking at each other. I'm like, the ratio from dirt to bullshit is very low. <laughs> There's probably 25% dirt, and the rest of it was bullshit. No way. So I call over there, and I says, hey, this is 220 bucks a load for dirt. And I says, hey, uh, this this dirt's not that great. I said, I got to grade it. And <laughs> this dirt's, not that, this dirt's not that great. I said, I don't need screen dirt where it's like right. fine, fine dirt, but I need some damn dirt that I can move around with a skid loader and, and clean, clean it all off and level it out. I said, this has got... There's some boulders in here that are 24 inches around. Jesus. I said, I can't can't do anything with this. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. What what exactly are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, well, I'm trying to bring land up to grade. Oh, okay. Well, let me go out here and take some pictures, and I'll send you what we got. She gets out there. She says, Mr. Cash, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were running low on good dirt. <laughs> oh, my God. I says, well, I said, to be honest with you, the dirt you brought me isn't really dirt. I said, it's more rocks and roots and BS than it is anything else. And she says, no problem. I'll get a better load for you. I said, okay, so next load comes. It's not bad. It's, it's, it's like the ratio is going up. We're about 50-50 <laughs> rocks and dirt. So I didn't really care about it. And was like, well, this would be a good base material. I can lay this down. Because i got to come up 18 inches across a 48-foot span. So I need a good bit of dirt. Sure. I'm saying 8 to 10 loads of dirt is going to get us to where we need to be. We only got two today just to see where where we would be mathematically in the main floor of the shop. Now, the millings, once the dirt is compacted, will go on top of the dirt. And then that will yep. compact almost like asphalt. It's really mm-hmm. fucking good. It's better than gravel. It's better than crush and run and all that other shit. We started using millings on everywhere around here, and we just love it. So they brought us – the millings they brought us were amazing. They were great. So I was like, damn, well, at least I know I got a good source for millings now when we need mm-hmm. them. So. so is that kind of the same thing whenever they, like, they retar a highway and they throw down exactly. all the chips? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right. what it is. And a lot of um, people don't know this, but millings uh, you can actually reactivate with diesel fuel. Reactivate. So you can spray diesel fuel – light you know like a light mist coating of diesel fuel on top of the asphalt Mm -hmm. and it'll chemically react in the sun and it'll basically pack well it doesn't basically it does it packs down just like asphalt does in the hot sun so yeah so we did that uh a little bit last year and when i went to re-scrape it back off to do Mm -hmm. what we're doing out there now it literally was coming up like pieces of road so it works out great and then driving back and forth on it all the time with a heavy sure. with heavy equipment and stuff, it just packs and packs and packs. So that's 
That's what our floor is going to be. Our walking surface is mm-hmm. going to be Millings. We love it. It just works out great. We love Millings. It's we so love great. Millings. Hello, Hello Millings. Hello, cousin. We need more black shit. We need more black shit. <laughs> so, Jesus. Yeah. So I've got a, I've got a really, really dumb question, okay? I can't imagine. Yeah, I know. Shocker. Shocker so, there. Why couldn't you, under the canopy, do exactly what you're talking about? Uh-huh. All this compression Before stuff. it all? No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Like, you've got, you got this whole area just yeah. blocked off. Uh-huh. Totally compacted. fill it up. No, will you let me fucking finish? <laughs> I know it's going to be stupid. Go ahead. No, it is. Why, why couldn't you put the power hammer on that? Why do you have to set it on concrete? Just It needs to be level. The bigger the mass under the hammer, the, the harder the hammer hits. Is the earth not mass enough? It's Massive not, enough? No, it's not hard enough. Eventually, just over gives time. gives a little... Yeah, they now they used to do that back in the day. They used to just dig a hole and they would mm-hmm. put um, eight by eight, twelve by twelve, ten by ten oak beams mm-hmm. and stack them on top of each other, and your power hammer would go on there. Now over time, what does wood do? Wood rots, yeah. and it would start to sink and compress and all that kind of shit. So no, concrete's just the way to go. We don't have a way. We don't have a. Uh, we got a line on a power hammer that's relatively large. So eight inches of concrete is not nearly enough. We have four and a half feet of concrete under the Anyang that's in the shop now. We have two and a half feet of concrete under the little giant power hammer. A lot of people don't understand the bigger the mass under those hammers, they really, mm-hmm. really hit hard. Yeah. So, um, no, the pad we poured is strictly for equipment. And we don't have a single level surface on this damn property. So that's mm-hmm. going to be like our level surface for the big – I have a 16-foot – steel layout table that's going to go out there the concrete's also going to give us a great foundation to finally wall in the back wall mm-hmm. and have more shelter from the elements especially in the winter we're probably not going to wall in every single wall but we're going to wall in that back wall we have a little room that they uh a pad they concrete for us that's nine by nine that's going to house uh that's going to get framed in and walled in that's going to house the air compressor uh, right. uh, phase converter and all that shit for that place out there. So, well, couldn't instead of putting a, a permanent wall up, couldn't you do like a huge garage door or like a sliding door or two like barn doors where they you know open on opposing hinges? Yes, we some? probably could do that, but the ceilings are 24 foot high, mm-hmm. and um, the one side of this building is going to be completely open. It's never going to have doors on it. Right. But the opposite side is all going to be walled in because that's the side during the winter that this, the wind and the snow and everything blows across. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this ultimately <clears throat> is going to be only, I guess, the container makes up a wall. There's going to be a back wall, which we're going to try and get done this year, and then the third wall. But the front is ultimately always going to be open. So it'll always be like a pole barn. It's never going to be fully enclosed because there's going to be animals and shit going in and out of there, too. Hmm. Why are you? You're like, uh, yeah. It's just, it seems like you would want just a way to. No, you would want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we want the front completely open so that when we big in, it was nice to be able to watch the uh, tractor trailer back in there with no problems, like no clearance issues whatsoever. Because I got us thinking, it's like, damn, when we get a big ass piece of equipment, they could just literally back it right in here with no problems whatsoever. But what if you had an enormous door, like on a huge piano hinge, that could 
rotate all the fucking Why? way back. I don't want to so, open it. I don't ever want to open the back. Why would I ever want to open it? If one side is always open, why do I need to open the other side? Well, I can see it getting cold as shit in there in the in the winter time. So why would I open the door? Because, no, it's uh, it's already open. Uh, like I'm saying, yeah. to, to close it in. Yeah, I mean, this isn't going to be like a, we're out there eight hours a day, seven days a week. It's going to be like we go out there when we want to go out there and work on big shit. Figure it out. It's not that big a deal. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a pole barn for animals. Wink, wink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got the dumbest look on your face. Yeah. So we're getting there, but that's it on my end. I'm good. So I've been chilling for like three weeks. I haven't done a damn thing. I haven't worked. No, not three weeks. Probably yeah, probably three weeks. I haven't worked on anything. Ilya gets that shop up to like 130 degrees every day. It's disgusting. That. Yeah, he's out there working. He's like, you know, people pay big money for saunas. And he's like, I have my own sauna. <laughs> I'm like, you sure do, buddy. That's why he's so skinny. That's right. He's out there just fucking sweating it out. Yep. I said, my big ass will be in here in the air conditioning, <laughs> boys. If you need me, shoot me a text. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> That's it. Hey, so... Uh, Huge shout out to everyone that has entered the uh, the raffle waffle waffle get, giveaway um, thing that Evan the the hand engraver he and I are working on that that like seriously that fucking piece is off the charts. Did you, did you sell out all the tickets or all the sticker packs or whatever they were? Not yet. So it ends on cool. Friday. So oh, okay. This Friday the twenty third, it will end. And I'll do a random generator. Go get some entries. How much are tickets? Yeah. Ten bucks. Ten, ten bucks a pop. You have to get them. I'm on gonna go Jack's buy works. some right now. I actually, haven't yeah, even right. been on Instagram at all. I swear, I'll go buy some as soon as we're done recording. Because I want to so, win it. I want to burn it, burn the oh handle, my and then reforge off. the axe into something useful. You're stupid. You're so fucking stupid. <laughs> How great would that be, though? <laughs> <laughs> Just throw the axe in the fire. Really? The engraving's beautiful, Evan. I'm gonna destroy the rest of it, though. <laughs> So that's uh, the first time I've ever done a uh, a die job, like a fade die job on that. And there's, I'm not going to name any fucking names, but there's a guy out there that, that's kind of his jam, right? And he does that on every fucking handle. Oh yeah, there's every, a lot of people that die handles. So well, thank you for saying that because he lives in this bubble where he thinks he's the only one that does it. And if he oh. sees anyone that does do it. Oh, Jesus. He'll, he'll either block you or not. not <laughs> I'm serious. This fucking idiot. So what an idiot. He and I, I'm not calling him an idiot. I, that, no, I am. I don't know who he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he and I did a lot Quit of being a together. child. Everybody I'm not being a ch- fucking child. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about this guy that blocks people for dying handles. Everybody's being children out here. Who gives a uh, shit? So he and I did a lot of work together. Yeah, it's, it's got to be like five years ago now. And right. I, I did a lot of uh, head work for him. And then he would put them on his handles and then we yeah. would s- split it 50 50. And then like years ago, I did one green handle for my fucking father in law for Father's yeah. Day. Yeah. And this guy's like, he, he fucking rips into me. And I was like, dude, I don't really care about dyed handles. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to lose our friendship wow. over a fucking handle. <laughs> because you died a piece of wood. Mm-hmm. 
What an idiot. Seriously. So then fast forward that like three or four years and um, Evan, Evan restored that head and he left some red paint on there. And I was giving him so much shit. I was like, dude, you fucking left red paint on here. He's like, oh, I thought it was kind of cool. And I was like, um, where is it? Where is it left at? Like where it would go? Like the under, underneath the pole. There's some up there by the eye. There's some like that right on the face. That's kind of cool. That he engraved. Yes, it looks cool, but I wouldn't have done it. And since there was a little bit of red in there, I was like, well, let's just do a fucking a, a red black fade job or whatever. There you go. And and it just it worked with the fucking axe. And yes, in the back of my mind, I was air quote concerned about this guy. And sure yeah. shit, like he's not following me anymore. <laughs> grow the hell up people <laughs> jesus yo i got this thing uh yesterday or the day before i haven't really been doing anything on instagram lately i haven't been really been talking to people people have been reaching out like hey man you okay i'm good i'm yeah. great actually it's summertime i'm sure are you alive i'm alive but anyway um i started getting like i got like 400 followers over the week and i'm like back to back to back to back to back to back to back and i'm like what the hell is like Shit must have got, I must have got mentioned somewhere. Somebody saw my work somewhere. It was the freaking original bottle opener that I forged for you, the Axe bottle opener. Really? It got featured on, the one I did for you as a gift, it got yeah, yeah. featured on this big account called Prime Weld with all these welding and fabrication guys. And it was the time-lapse video of me forging the first one. Yeah. And then I had all these DMs. I'd like to buy one of those openers. I'd like to buy one of those openers. I was like, oh, that's a very old post. I was like, I no longer sell those. We don't have them anymore. But I just thought that was funny that. Yeah, it's, it's weird looking, how like, shit like that happens. I'm like, what the hell? It's like, I'm not even doing anything on here. Yep. Why are people like. <laughs> but um, yeah, shout out to Prime so, Rail. They've actually featured a bunch of my stuff. And they're one of the companies that actually say this video is made by and yeah. this is the guy that I can appreciate. Yeah. Um, they just like reposting old or not old stuff, but uh, metalworking content on their page and stuff. And it's a pretty cool video. I actually went back and looked at the video. I was like, damn, I made this video. I'm like, it's a good video. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at it like, that's not so bad. That's a, that's a good video. So, oh, fuck. Yeah, shout out to Prime Weld. And um, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So it's something similar is going on with my account also. And yeah. Evan and I have been talking about this sort of shit, like chasing the fucking algorithm and seeing like what, like how yeah, often at some you post. point you got to stop caring. Yes. You but do. there, there, there are enough anomalies where it's like, for instance, I have not been posting anything because I've yeah. been working on my basement and I went to right. fucking to the East you coast. You probably got more followers because you I, haven't been posting it. <laughs> well, fuckhead, I did, but um, mm. one of my reels has, well, two of my reels have just yeah. fucking like taken off and yeah. they're like close to 200,000 views on That's crazy. And I'm telling you like short reels under eight seconds do really, really well. Yeah. Um, that because for two reasons, I'll tell you why. First reason people's attention span is really fucking short. Right. Yeah. So, and number two, if there's something kind of going on that you don't really know what it is it yeah. plays it can play like two or three times right before you actually understand what the fuck is going on yeah yeah like, yeah and all those count as views and the more views things get like you know the the more that instagram will push that sort of content 
Right. And and I have I've gotten just like you said I gotten three hundred fucking followers for doing nothing and just yeah. some older older well, posts all, that are just cranking. To be fair, you've got a lot of followers for doing nothing. I think around forty or fifty thousand followers. But um, I, I just genuinely very I funny. genuinely don't give a shit anymore. That's not I, true. I love, That's not true. No, I'll tell you why. I mm-hmm. love the connection with the community and all the real people that I talk to on a daily basis. Um, what I do care about though are my guys' YouTube channel, which is crushing right now. Really? Yes, the That Works channel is doing very, very well. And uh, shout out to the boys, Matt and Ilya, because Matt especially he works his ass off on that thing, and it is fucking doing awesome right now. He had a day like two weeks ago. That thing was cruising at 190,000 views an hour. That is fucking that crazy. Perspective. Yeah, 190,000 people per hour were watching that channel. Jesus. So, if you haven't checked it out by now, 190,000 people per hour can't be wrong. Head oh over God. to youtube.com slash that works. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> no. So, uh, you know, uh, we, got some, we got some upcoming shit coming up, too, that we filmed. Uh, some upcoming weeks. shit coming up. Yeah, that we filmed a couple of weeks ago, um, one of which was, I don't even know if we talked about on here, was the big anvil that uh, Pat Quinn gave me the opportunity to buy, which is one of nine anvils that was made up there in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. It's a 470-pound bridge anvil that I'm currently in the process of restoring back to mint condition that's going to live at my shop. I did. Um, you did post something about that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we filmed a little documentary style thing with him. Pat's talking about Center for Metal Arts. He's talking about how those anvils were made and a little bit of history lesson on that. So that's going to go up on the channel eventually. Um, Matt's been filming the restoration project of the anvil. Um, one part of which, which I haven't gotten to, was somebody has cut the horn off, about a quarter of the horn off, so that they could put it in a storage closet. Oh my god. So I got a lot of people do that shit. Yeah. And the edges on one side were completely hammered, destroyed, and Uh I'm sanding them all down and filling them with a hard surface rod. Um, It's going really, really well. I'm having a little bit of issues because it's all stick welding and um, I'm doing a lot of filler, but that got put on hold because of the concrete work and the construction and everything like that. Um, so we'll have that little video coming up soon. Um, but yeah, he's always filming little tidbits here and there to eventually make it to the channel. So even if you guys aren't into the video game style stuff, they got a ton of education because a lot of people have a misconception about what they actually do on that because they came from a channel that makes uh, mm-hmm. video game weapons and anime weapons. But there's a huge, fantasy huge, weapons. Yeah, there's a huge educational side to the channel. So there's my little plug for them. That's all you get, guys. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, do you, but go ahead. Do you want to hear some mind-boggling, staggering? You already, you already gave me some mind-boggling stuff when you talked about the NASCAR race. I don't think yeah, that, that this stupid. episode can handle any more mind-boggling <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like 800 cases of beer. Oh, and it was all shit beer, too. Bud Light uh. and Bud Light Seltzer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And um, go ahead. You want to hit me with some mind-boggling stats? What were you going to say? YouTube, 300 Uh, hours of video content are uploaded every minute. 300 hours per minute. Per fucking minute. That's crazy. 
You you totally looked that up because I could see your eyes. I'm, lo- right I'm looking at it right I now. Thought, I thought you pulled that out of the air. No. Well, um, I, well, so Evan and I were talking about it earlier. I just wanted to make yeah. sure I get my numbers right because I like to be factually accurate. I'm like you. You don't give yeah. a shit. No, I don't care. Um, so five billion videos are watched every single day. Wow. Like, it, it, it's just these numbers I tell are you fucking what, incredible. My wife has been out of town for like a week, and I have been watching the dumbest shit on YouTube oh, in the evenings. Go. Go. Oh, I astronaut stuff, like uh, <laughs> what it's like. You know, we know, I've said this before, but it boggles my mind that we know more about space than we do about the ocean. Yeah. So I, I'm a huge, I think we've talked about them here. I love documentaries. I will get sucked into these ocean documentaries about this fish that lives in the part of the ocean where like lava is dripping down out of Hawaii mm-hmm. into the, and a fish, like that's the only climate they can live in is right where the lava is dripping into the ocean. <laughs> and this is the only place they're, fa- there's so much weird shit out there like that. Or yeah. where, 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 um, there'll be a like fissure in the sea floor and the thermal gas. Do you mean earth. fissure? 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 Yeah. Fissure. Not- yeah, you fissure? said fissure. There'll be a crack in the sea floor, <laughs> and the, the thermal gases and shit will be coming out, and there's a certain kind of shrimp that lives in those. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like you couldn't even touch it with your hum- like your bare skin. Your human hand. Your human He's hand. fucking idiot. Well, I was going to say, your fish hand, your octopus hand. <laughs> so there's like a shrimp that lives in there. You know about this because I can I tell. Do. By, yeah, I do. There's a certain kind of shrimp that will only live in that, that temperature of water, which is like you know, 800 degrees or whatever at the sea floor. I don't know what it is. It would melt the skin off your hand, though, if you touched yeah. it. But, so um, I, I get roped into those, too, like whenever I'm taking a, ba- a bubble bath. Oh, my God. That's enough. That's so enough. I'll, I'll I don't want to hear any no. more about <laughs> your bubble bath. <laughs> and you know the sad part is? You're not I'm joking. Not, I'm not this joking. This isn't a bit. You it's legitimately, not. you put your little cinnamon smelly bath salt thing in there. I do. And you got my your twinkle bomb. toes just hanging out of the bubbles. Oh, my God, with the bubble bath. You so, know the last time I took a bath? I think I was like five or six years old. I can't remember the last time. No, I'm not going to try it. A grown-ass man doesn't sit in the bathtub like a child. Whatever. Dude, I'll spend like an hour in there. Seriously. Oh I'll get out. Yeah. I'll get out and I'll look like fucking California raisins. Oh my God. Oh Jesus. So so YouTube will be on and, and yeah. it'll pull up a yeah. documentary about like fucking ants that like there are parasitic ants that yes! will get in, into caterpillars. I know what you're talking or, about. Yes. And and then it just like auto plays the next weird fucking documentary. What and, about Speaking of ants, have you seen the one where there's a fungus that they eat in like South America and it it, actually mind controls the ant to go eat the other fungus off the other tree so that that fungus can take over that tree? That's some alien shit. I think we talked about I haven't seen that one, but there's another one that um, these fucking these wasps. Yes. Will sting a caterpillar. Okay? okay. Okay. And then it'll it'll inject its fucking eggs into the body of the caterpillar. Oh my god. And then god. the caterpillar will be the host. Okay, that's one hundred percent alien stuff. And then the here's what happens. Then it will spin a cocoon around itself to protect 
all the larva fucking wasps that come right. out. And in the in the meantime, the wasps are feeding off of the caterpillar, and the caterpillar thinks it's its own larva. Oh my god! And it will protect them, and it won't eat, and it will starve to death protecting these fucking parasites. How the fuck? How the fuck does that, that happen? And what's the reason? I, I don't know. I mean, so because bizarre. it's a good, safe place for them to hatch out. Because it's completely contained and protected, and they have a fucking lifetime supply of caterpillar food. I love, I love that. I'm gonna actually go look that one up right now. It's, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing tonight. I'm gonna watch wasps that cannibalize hey. caterpillars and make them starve to death. So drop a bath, get some Mr. Bubble. I'm not drop <laughs> a bath. <laughs> Before we end this episode, oh, I want to give shit. a shout out to our friend. You guys may have seen it on my story. Our friend Steve Pellegrino mm-hmm. uh, was in a freak accident. Him and his fiance Ray, uh, they were in a weird driving in their car, and a significantly large tree branch fell and landed on them. And he fractured a vertebrae in his back. He got a nasty cut on his. Brain pan. Anyway, there's a GoFundMe. Brain pan? His brain his pan. Skull? His head, His skull. There's a GoFundMe up, and uh, let's go help our guy out, Steve Pellegrino. I'm not a huge fan of GoFundMes other than reasons just like this. Yeah, for sure. This guy needs help. Let's go help him. Um, he needs, uh, obviously, he's going to have some medical bills. He's not paralyzed or anything like that. He is in significantly uh he's got some discomfort going on and he said that he's not immobile but he is uh sitting at home in a neck brace and yeah steve pellegrino our thoughts are with you my friend you and your fiance yes Hope you so this. so you can get on there you can donate anonymously also if you yep. don't, if you don't want anyone to know um so I, hopefully, hopefully they have a speedy recover. I mean, I, I just I can't even believe that's weird, right? And, and it's the, so they, fucking weird. Me and you were talking about. I told you Steve's like an avid motorcycle rider too. He rides his motorcycle mm-hmm. all around. And I've been to his house before. He lives in the mountains up in uh, Pennsylvania, and beautiful spot. And I could uh, I can't imagine something like that happening. But anyway, our thoughts are with you, Steve. Anything else before you go? I'm thinking about selling my motorcycle. There you go. Roy's got a motorcycle for sale. What is I'm it? thinking I'm about sure it. It's a Sportster. It is a what? Sportster. Well, it's yeah, an, because I, any man that takes a bubble bath also owns a Sportster. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's a 2000. DM Roy about his Sportster, <laughs> and you <laughs> can, uh, you may be able to own a Sportster. How much is it? I don't. Know. I don't even know how much think, motorcycles are. I'm Four- thinking about it. It's a 2011 uh, Iron 883 with. Tons of customization. What are they like? Four thousand bucks? I don't even know how much a motorcycle is. No, I think they retail. Like if you go out and buy a new one, they're like close to ten grand. Well, yours isn't new. It's a two thousand seven or something. Eleven. Eleven. But it's had a ton of work done to it. How much is awesome. it? I don't know. Camera? I said I'm fucking thinking about it. He'll take I'm five grand. Thinking. He'll take five grand. Send him five grand right now. PayPal. He'll take it. Come pick up the motorcycle. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. That is a wrap on the Action Iron <laughs> Podcast. Why do I do this? <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> Don't say you want to sell your motorcycle. Then you I said I'm thinking it about it. <laughs>